Hello everyone and welcome. My name is Shane. I'm the founder of Team Resilience Academy, the creator of the Evolutionary Breakthrough Master Coaching Qualification Level 1 to Level 5 of goodness. We're the, we're the uh, academy that are so obnoxious and so arrogant to say that we can rewrite the entire life coaching framework because we're tired of delivering stuff from the 70s um, that's oversold, underutilized. And you know what? The reason why I open up like this, because finally I've been searching the entire world, all the databases in the world, and I found someone that is actually very, very much on the same page in relation to emotional intelligence. And you can tell by my tone, I am pumped. This is a very, uh, well, do we say she's a young lady? Yes, she's a young lady. Uh, she actually is <laughs> about 22. She's actually, um, uh, how old are you? Not that young. Not that uh, young. I'm 37, going on 38 this year moves like a freaking 18 year old with her um the way she's been trained with training her body and what caught me when she reached out because melanie came to us through a job ad and i looked at her profile and like dude you're way overqualified for what i what i need in that moment but anyway we've had a couple of conversations and this this little saying that i'm gonna that she's got on her website um affirmations vision boards meditation yoga crystals and burning sage is not the way to real healing self-development, self spiritual growth, all right? Um, so this is really cool because I take the piss out of spirituality, even though we teach people how to use it um, the appropriate way. And it's so refreshing to have Melanie Oliver with me today. Hope I didn't screw that Thank up. Thank you, Melanie. Trent. No, no, that was great. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. We're going to go where we need to go with this today. Um, but I started to dig deep when I first, when you first reached out through LinkedIn and I started to notice something um, about how you presented trauma, emotions and things like that. So why don't we start there? So before we go into your story, all right, let's like, let's start to get straight to this emotional intelligence, this uh, healing, like let's go there. Sure. Um... But so basically when I started my journey, the reason why I make fun of the crystals and sage and all of that is because I started my journey with all of that. Um, and it was mainly because of my culture. I mean, we're going to go into a little bit of my story, but I was brought up, uh, um, I'm half Brazilian, half English. And in Brazil and Bahia, it's very eclectic. It's very um, mystical. There's lots of rituals. So I was brought up going to see, you know, psychics and, spirit doctors and I was surrounded by mediums I, I took part in seances for many years so naturally when I first started my um, healing journey in my mind that's what I thought healing was so I naturally was drawn to the energy healing the crystals and, and all of that so um, and I got stuck there for about 10 years and after 10 years of doing all that you know crazy stuff and nothing's changing I started to question deeper and um, basically that led me to discovering that emotions is really the way to, to heal. And which led me to my uh, suppressed childhood traumas. And that's kind of how I got into it. But it took me a good 10 years of going down the wrong path and realizing that I wasted a lot of time and money to finally wake up to the truth, which is emotions, I believe is the language of the soul. And it's the only way in which we can grow and heal and evolve on a spiritual, emotional, and even intellectual level. It's funny, we look at hypnotherapy as an, an example that we all think hypno there's so many people studying hypnotherapy. 
But I think they're missing the key point. If you don't balance out the emotion, it's a Band-Aid. I think a lot of people are putting Band-Aids. Um, a lot of people are doing Band-Aids out there and not coming up with real uh, results. 100%. And can I just share with you a quick story? <laughs> so I trained also in hip hypnotherapy. And before I trained in hypnotherapy, I remember I went to a hypnotherapist because I had a lot of anger issues. Um, I was very angry and would have all these like outbursts. And, and, um, and I remember being in the hypnosis and she was saying, you know, take all that anger and just imagine that you are throwing it in the fire. And, and I'm, I'm in the middle of hypnosis thinking like, what is she on about? This is not going to work, you know? And I but got out of there and- Take the anger and throw the hot, heavy energy in the fire to create more heat <laughs> to create more heat yeah more anger um and all the stories and you burn in the fire and I, I got out of there and basically it didn't work i was still stuck in these negative patterns and still reacting and it was all of these experiences which led me like i said before to dig deeper like why aren't these therapies working why is it it seems to be working for a lot of people but like you said it's just a band-aid um yeah sorry that's just a little side story you give, no no if you give up smoke a lot of people give up smoking and take up food i gave up smoking took up coffee then i gave up coffee i took up sugar then i gave up sugar and i took back yeah. up coffee then i gave up coffee um so they're replacing one with the other and one thing with emotions if you're angry about your life and you're angry about your relationship and you're angry about um where you live you're just angry yeah and you've not dealt with the, the causal emotion because anger is just a secondary emotion. Um, it's not really the cause or the causal emotion, which is why I don't believe that, you know, in this case, anger management doesn't work. Oh, this is a breath of fresh air. I get a lot of guys, and this is part of what we're building over here in relation to our therapy housing and that sort of stuff. It's not only the people that have got the shit kicked out of them, it's the guys that are about or the girls that are kicking the shit out of people that also need to understand the anger. I 100% agree. Anger management courses do not work, not in this country. Yeah. We I don't do, think in the world. No. We have, like, in one community of 70,000, they would give out 6,000 domestic violence orders in court every single year, and a lot of people are breaching them. Wow. Yeah. So this is why we're hell-bent on actually doing what we do. And it's because people don't understand... It's, it's simple. Like if you, how do you understand, how do you know what happiness is without the opposite? How do you know what anger is without the opposite? How do you know what winning is without? So what's more important? Um, but also I believe if you have all of those emotions inside of you, you suppress, like if you suppress one emotion, you suppress them all. So you can't really experience true joy and happiness and peace when you have resentment and anger and guilt and shame and all of that inside of you. You have to first release it you know, to be able to experience true joy and, and all of that. I think part of the problem with the healing issue is that the healing industry is that everyone wants to understand it at a deeper level. I do see people that have no more depth um, because they're not willing to go to the level of depth, understanding that shame, you will shut down if shame builds up. Um, one leads to the other. It really is very simplistic. Uh, I have resentment, anger, frustration appear inside of me when something's not going well or when I need something to change, I also understand what my self-sabotage syntax is, which it starts with tension and it leads, and eventually it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I understand emotionally what's going on, but it also means I understand I can choose the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first step to healing is awareness, is intellectual awareness, but there comes a point where that intellect um, doesn't serve you anymore. And it's about from your head to your heart, to feeling, to feeling the emotions, to actually processing it so that you can release it. And I find that a lot of people get stuck on the intellect and they think that by really understanding their emotions in their head, um, that's going to help them heal. And it's not necessarily true. I mean, it can, like I said, it can take you to the next step, but it doesn't mean that you actually heal at the causal level. I appreciate you saying that too. We found figured out that our framework based on psychology, physiology, sociology in that order has really allowed us to use feedback as an amazing gift. And it all starts with your psychology, but most people miss the psychology, the self-talk, or that they, they don't have the courage to actually share the crazy thoughts and share what's going on. It's not about talk therapy, although talking is important. But um, when we work with people, quite often I'm telling people like, stop it, enough, you're hurting yourself. Don't get like, you've gone back down a path that is not serving you. So I keep revisiting the story, revisiting the pattern. And ultimately when you create a new feedback loop, you can move forward. So whatever that is. So, so your story, which is one that I've, I've heard a little bit and pieces. And as I get to know you, there's, you've got such a great amount of lived experience. Where do you want to go with this story? Where do you want to start? Like it's, you got the floor, you got the mic. Um, Well, I I was born in Brazil. Um, My mother's Brazilian, my father's uh, British, English, uh, but I was raised in the Middle East. I was raised in Dubai. Um, So, I I mean, I don't know where to start, really. I was, the reason why I guess, the reason why I got into trauma and healing was because I was abused by my mother Um, throughout my childhood. I was beaten and, um, you know, emotionally, mentally abused. And um, that had a big impact on my life. So, which led to depression, like in my early teens from, I remember from 13 being already depressed and it led to, you know, self-sabotage. So I used to cut myself and then it led to drugs, obviously drinking, smoking, a lot of drugs and toxic relationship patterns. Um, So, yeah, so then um, I started to get into healing at an early age, actually, I, I think it was, when I was around 18, I learned Reiki. So Reiki actually was what kind of opened me up to energy and energy healing. So I went down that path. Um, and really, um, even though I was trying to search for healing, I was also on a, a path of action. Um, so um, it was just a battle of wanting and the desire to destroy myself because this is what I was programmed, you know, by my mother and but also still had that something in me that was searching for truth and searching for healing. Um, and it's been a long journey. <laughs> um, I've used a lot of many, you know, different tools. And um, yeah, finally, after 10 years of being on that false healing path, I discovered that emotions is what um, is the language of the soul. And by processing emotions, you truly heal. And really I, really believe that it's our childhood experiences that um, form the foundation of your beliefs and your patterns in life. So this is my focus in terms of my work. Um, Yeah. I love it. And when we start talking about emotions, I think you simplify the crap out of it because 
um, people are so, the thing that takes the power away from the story is dissolving the emotion. If there's no power associated with the story, the, you, you, a lot of the studies will, I've found that you can't erase cell memory, but you can definitely shift the sensory perception. And the way that I've seen people move on from the most debilitating things is not wanting to change it. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, so the only, and, and anyone that's been through a really dramatic event, traumatic event, holding on to it for years, the way to move forward is not wanting to change it. Yeah, and um, it's something that I talk about as well, like you have to have the desire to heal. And more importantly, you have to have a desire for truth, because in essence, I believe that healing is accepting truth. And when you resist your emotions, actually, you're resisting your truth, right? One little saying I love is if you have shame around your truth and you haven't actually found it, or if you don't want to share your truth, you haven't actually found it. So when you find your truth, you'll share it. And that's you've heard me talk a lot over the last four, three or four weeks since we've started talking. I don't hold back. Yeah, 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 you don't. Um, and it's awesome. It's awesome to, to hear. And there's no shame. There's no, you know, you're just sharing your experience. There's no victim or, or me, at least what, when I've heard you speak. Oh, no, it's, um, oh, you know what? No one's really got their shit together. And a lot of people say you got your shit together, but a lot of the inner workings. <laughs> if you knew some of the fires that we put out from behind the scenes, we're like a duck sometimes and we're just scrambling underwater and things like that. And, and we miss things and we get things wrong, which is all part of it. But um, I think it's real. I think what, where the um, synchronicities are is uh, with your experience as a child and things like that, how have you used those experiences to really help people? Well, you know, it's interesting because um, even though um, I don't, I mean, I've talked about my abuse a few times. I don't really talk about it so much in detail, but I do tend to attract women that were, you know, abused by their mothers. And um, so I help them firstly overcome well accept the truth that they were not loved and um help them overcome all of the sabotaging you know negative patterns that that's created um but not only that you know i've helped a lot of people wake up from the spell because i work with a lot of clients that were emotionally abused but they didn't know it um so they come to me with symptoms such as anxiety or depression or even toxic relationship patterns, health issues. And through working with me, and I only work on the emotional part. Um, I can't you know, diagnose or anything like that, but um, through working together, then I help them see and open their eyes to the, the emotional abusive dynamics that were actually happening in their childhood that they weren't aware of. And so, um, yeah, I help them wake, wake them up, see the truth and then really accept um, what happened in their heart so that they can process those hurts and, and heal from all of these symptoms that they're experiencing in their adult life. Yeah, I really like that. Um, one thing that we break down is that if you worked at your hourly rate by $20 an hour, 24 hours a day, if you hold on to it for a year, that energy is worth about $117,000. A lot of people are burning millions of dollars in energy over a 10 year period, 15 year period, blaming their mother, their father, their uncle, their auntie. And I tell you what, it is a uh, it is a tough thing to observe, and that's exactly why we're so hell bent in getting our theories and programmings and building this campus and this therapy housing model and um, 
and oh, I'm relentless. I won't. I, as you know, I was replying to a message at midnight last night. We're up again at five o'clock this morning. That's how I live. But that's that's how much I love this industry, and that's how much I think it can create impact. Like, what what are you hoping to achieve? Uh, what's the next step for you? Like, where are we going with this? What do you want to do? Where do you want to be? Like, let's let's what's next? Because you've got an amazing. Um, You've got it. You really do as far as coaching. So I want to know what you're up to next. Well, I think um, to continue sharing my message. Yep. My message. It's funny because I feel like a broken record sometimes, but I don't. I can see that people don't get it. They don't get the depth of it. And that, I don't know, I don't know if it frustrates me, but uh, it's, so I, I really want to continue to just share this message to, like, like yourself, create programs and teach basically educate people um, so that hopefully that they can feel themselves, mainly because I don't believe that the world will change until everyone starts doing their own inner work, you know? Um, so yeah, to hopefully join your team and do some great, you know, things together. You could open up the border, dude. Like you've already got a space. You're like, where do I do it? Just get your ass over. So um, yeah. yeah. So no, we'll be excited to have you. I think we really need to in this, we're being well from even rewriting the life coaching framework we're going up against a model called nlp um which has been around for years and the i believe and i've heard from people that have worked with the founders way back when that they set the business model up completely wrong now when you've got yeah when you've got inexperience teaching inexperience it doesn't breed for amazing outcomes for the person going through now it's not the person's fault going through and it's not the person's fault who taught them they've been given a model that they can monetize their intention is to serve an impact but ultimately what's happening is no one's creating a decent client base no one's going into the private sector and actually going let's get my sleeves up let's get my hands dirty they all want to do digital marketing or certifying coaches how long have you been working with people one-on-one for at least well over 10 years maybe 15 that is is exactly why you are coming over to work with us because you are i'm I'm 11 years lisa's been doing it for years um the other coaches have been in it for years like you're talking uh, i've got twenty five thousand hours of case study experience under my belt like you can't buy that no and I was just going to say that I've also trained in NLP, although I don't use it at all. I haven't used it for at least the last 10 years or so. Um, I use more emotional processing, mainly because I felt that, um, like I said in the beginning, it was all mind. And the mind is great and, and you can use it as a tool, but to heal on a soul level permanently, it has to be through emotions. I don't believe that you can heal permanently through the mind. Well, I, I like that because when your brain takes in sense in perception and identifies stuff then the information goes through endocrine system then it's where the chemicals are formed that then floods your system so that's 100 so if we're talking about emotions and chemical response and you need the emotions to create decision making as well um and also but you need polarity in relationships in everything you need polarity it's really important um but also the only i find the only way to truly move forward is to find deep love and gratitude for self and really hard circumstances 
Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. I, I don't mean like I'm grateful for the wind and I'm grateful for the fluffy bunnies <laughs> that run in front of me and I'm grateful for the uh, whatever it is that they're looking at. I mean deep, specific. Thank you for punching me in the face because it taught me that the right nostril yeah. broken, which leads me to this emotion from this. Like you, we wrote a, a process called the emotional body process. Now we teach okay. clients how to trace their injuries and I've helped people who've been stabbed in the stomach by their child, yeah, by their child, trace it back to all sorts of stuff where they wouldn't change it because it led to something that they wouldn't replace, change or give back. So we've, and also we, there's stuff on YouTube about uh, freeing people from being so trapped by their thought process, they're stuttering. Um, and that's not using anything other than just great question asking. Beautiful. Yeah. I think questions are the best way to break through any trauma. Yes. Um, and sometimes what I found helpful as well is to be direct, to yeah. just tell them what you see, because people are so, can be so stuck in their, in their viewpoint and their vision. Even a question doesn't, just from my experience, and once I've been, really hit the nail on the head and it and they feel that they can have huge um catharsis like huge you know awakening and awareness that's just from my experience as well yeah direct really works because you need to break their state and things like that um yeah um that's like the whole wake up so and i find that sometimes people um like a lot of people come to go to healing or a therapist and I, I call it like to to get their ego stroked <laughs> to yep. get their wounded ego stroked and when you are straight and direct with them and call them out on their bullshit for example like you know they're addicted to their story they don't like it um and they can get triggered so um anyway it's a fine line like navigating this with clients isn't it Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've moved into more working with the mentors, though I still work privately with people, plus we've got other stuff going on. Um, I think uh, for me, I've been asking these questions and working on these processes for a very long time. So it's easy for me to go, it's simplistic, but you, you've really got to understand how to connect and build rapport with a client or with people. Because it's, I used to want to pop the shit out of people in their emotions because that was about my ego and the ability that I understood how to do it. And But I also understand that if you take something from someone they're not ready to be taken, then ultimately they'll fall over. Yeah, so, true. And yeah. they can get defensive and, and all of that as well. Yeah. Um, so tell me about... I don't know, tell me about one or two of your best case studies you've worked with. I think it's cool that we, we, we celebrate and share some of your glories, some of your wins. Sure. Um, so I worked with a lady who had lupus many years ago. Um, and I just worked together just with the, um, the emotional part. And she had her mother and her twin sister commit suicide. So she had a lot of grief. And obviously that created a lot of beliefs that she didn't want to live, that she couldn't have joy in her life. And we worked together for about eight months. And after eight months, she um, was completely healed to the point where the doctors actually thought they, they messed up the, the tests and gave her the wrong test results. And yeah, she's happy, healthy, living her life. And she's no longer grieving um, the death of 
you know, her mother and her twin sister, but actually can remember them with love and with compassion um, rather than that pain all the time. Um, and she's still a good friend of mine. We speak now every now and again. And you were going to say something. All right, keep going. Um, who else I've worked with? Um, I've worked with a lot of female clients to recover from toxic um, abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so just to recover their self-worth, help, self, um, help them set boundaries and really um, just get back to, to themselves. Because a lot of the times if you are in toxic relationship and abusive relationships, you tend to lose your sense of self and your sanity. Um, and yeah, help them sort of regain their self-confidence and self-worth so that they can feel safe in themselves to open their heart again to, to love. So I've helped a few people find love. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I've had cases of um, nervous, I had two cases of nervous breakdowns um, that I worked with a long time ago. One of the cases, the lady half her face and her body was going numb. The doctor said there was nothing that they could do, it's just stress. And again, I only worked with her on the emotional part. And after about three months, I think on the fourth month, she called me and she said she got all her senses back and she was just happy and healthy. And all I did was work on her emotional traumas. Um, and the other case was a guy that was suffering from severe stress and he was getting um, blackouts, blackouts from the stress. And again, we worked together just on the emotional part. And within three months, there was no more blackouts. Um, wow. I never get tired yeah. of hearing. I never get tired of hearing those scenarios. The body is an amazing thing, um, and uh, I. But I think also too, um, a lot of people focus on the physiology first. And I think that's where we go wrong. So we talk about movement because I know you're you love movement. Right. Yeah. One minute handstand, which I'm like, oh the blood rushing to my head and ultimately I think I watched you nearly fall out of that two or three times because I'm like I'm going to watch this for the whole minute right <laughs> and it's like your body was leaning forward then you straighten up and then forward and then straight yeah. it was really cool um who are uh, you you shared with me who you follow in movement like let's share your movement philosophies because it's pretty exciting yeah so my teacher is Jonathan Clayton he works directly under Ido Portal. So he follows the Ido Portal method and it changed my life basically. Um, in so many ways, like it, it helped me. I channeled a lot of my emotions, especially my anger. <laughs> and that's actually how I got really strong with all the muscle ups and chin ups and pull ups. And, and like, I love all the strength work. I still struggle with the movement part, like the locomotion and stuff a little bit. Um, but yeah, it helped me. Uh, discipline and for example the handstand took me a good three years <laughs> mainly because I wasn't a good student I hated the handstand I was scared of it actually I was scared of going upside down so even through the movement practice you you you're constantly faced with like facing your emotions like one of them was fear I had to constantly be facing my fears and pushing it just a little bit I mean in a safe you know environment and safely but you're constantly faced with for me, it's fear uh, of doing things and, and or like crying in the middle of it saying, I can't do it. And then, you know, my teacher saying, yes, you can, you know, just suck it up and just fucking do it. Sorry. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
and then you know going after it so yeah he's an amazing teacher um there's been a lots of lots of tears um but i couldn't have done it you know without him and the process like ido's process is just incredible um and helps it helps you open up as well in many ways so it, i really believe that the movement part really helps my mind and also my emotions well that's something if you can teach me how to do a muscle up i'm all in uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. nice but you, um, uh, you don't carry a lot of body fat, which is cool. And you obviously look after yourself nutritionally really well. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm six foot three and 105 kilos. So if you can get me muscling up, then I'm all in. Like, let's go there, shall uh, I do that. <laughs> yeah, so. you, just need to, you just need to follow my process and, you know, be disciplined and stick to the program and you'll get there. The day that I do a muscle up will be a very, very happy day indeed. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do that. Um, so... Your vision, like I know you talk about coming over here, but what's your vision? What's your greater vision? So if I said, boom, click fingers, it appears, what does it look like? Well, really to um, to help as many people as possible wake up. I believe that there's a, a lack of love in the world, which is creating a lot of these issues. Um, and the more that people can, I know, I know I keep saying this, but process their emotions and really heal their emotional wounds, we could live in a completely different world. Um, and this is really like my vision, my mission is to share this message to as many people as I can. So before we go on then, men, I've got a few guys from Outback Australia, okay? Like, do you get a consistent pattern in the guests that we bring on here talking about emotional evolvement and it's a constant daily thing? You're not all of a sudden evolved, don't work like yeah. that. You're either, you're, either, you're either moving forward or you're going backwards. Um, and it might seem really daunting for really closed down guys out in the bush and things like that, but I promise, promise, promise you that tight jaw, that tight neck, those tight shoulders, that beer belly, that limited movement in your hamstrings, calves, all that sort of stuff is teaching you something Event, when you come over and we take you on tour and we take you out to where our family's got business and things like that, it's a really heavy drinking culture. It's not nice. not a lot of movement. There's a lot of overweight uh, business owners that have millions of dollars and no health. Yeah, and it's here as well. It's the same culture. I stopped yeah. that. I've never been to Dubai. You've never been to Dubai? I've been to a couple of countries, but never Dubai. Yeah, so there's a big, obviously there's a big expat community um, I grew up here and there's a big drinking culture here as well and I remember when I when I stopped drinking um, I lost a lot of friends funny enough <laughs> um, and yeah it's the same here drinking smoking going out parties and I'm just not into that anymore and to me all of that is a sign of uh, avoiding your yourself and it's a lack of self-love and um, you're destroying yourself it's a path of self-destruction. It's a slow suicide. hundred percent. Um, oh, Wait, one thing. Um, the way, so the way, the way NLP teach values as an example. We're not picking on NLP. NLP. I just, I, I, once again, I believe it's outdated. We talk about there's a lot of association with social idealisms, not the core fundamental stuff that we can grip and hang on to. I don't know anyone that wakes up and says, boy, I hope I get treated like shit today or 
boy, I hope that person doesn't give me respect or I'm not going to respect myself today. I don't know a person. So yeah. in if you can be loyal and show respect to self and love on self by understanding what your core fundamental values are, but the first step is balancing out your emotions, understanding what your emotions are teaching you, then moving into beginner, advanced, whatever it might be, physiological um, training, whether yeah. it be whether it be body work, whether it be movement, whether it be whatever it is, and then ultimately kicking some shit people out of your life and starting yeah. to expand your network. Like um, one thing that really reached out to, about, to me about you was you wanted to actually basically find a new family that you could yeah. family energy, a new home. So um, uh, for me, that was so great to hear because we just love on people in our community. We really do. That's beautiful. Yeah, so we're excited to have you here. Like apart movement, emotional help, what else could you potentially advise for other people to do in relation to help them feel better, move forward, that sort of stuff? What's some other stuff that you'd like to potentially add value around today? Um, well, like you said, like looking after, like I, I believe that self-care is important, but it's not the same as self-love um, because a lot of people take care of themselves in certain ways, but they don't actually love themselves, especially here. I don't know if you, you know, in the Middle East. Um, so self-care is a start. Um, my number one advice to anyone starting their healing journey is to focus on healing their childhood traumas and childhood wounds. As I mentioned earlier, it's, I believe that's the foundation of all of your patterns later on in life. Um, nutrition, like your physical health, as you mentioned, is super important because that will have an impact on how you think, on how you feel, sleep, and all of that as well. And um, I'm an advocate for chemical-free living. Um, we're surrounded by chemicals all the time. And the only reason I, I started to become more aware of it is because I became super sensitive to perfume. I started to get allergic reactions and then I started to research into chemicals and we're putting all sorts of toxins in our bodies and we have no idea. Like most people will, will buy something in the supermarket and use it and they're actually filling themselves up with, with toxins. And then, you know, five, 10 years later, they wonder why they're sick. And the problem with these toxic chemicals is that you don't know that you're being, you know, poisoned. It's only after five, 10 years of consuming these toxins that you start to get symptoms. And then by the time you get sick, you have no idea what's caused it. So um, yeah, living a chemical-free life um, is a big one for me as well. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, we, uh, I mean, even in yoga and things like that, don't wear deodorant. First time I ran with yeah. a uh, very holistic, actually running in the bush, very holistic. They told me the day before, don't wear deodorant because it'll affect how they breathe and all sorts of stuff I'm like. Fucking person's a weirdo. That was many years ago, but I get it now. I do, I do, I get it. Even when I go on a train, I won't do simplistic stuff like that because you never know how someone's going to react, respond, um, and behave and things like that. So I really appreciate with um, that chemical-free uh, yeah. living. Um, who was the person that opened your eyes up to emotional healing and emotional intelligence? Um. I think it would have to be like in my early years when I first started was um, Carolyn Mice, mm -hmm. um, The Anatomy of the Spirit. That was the first book. I think I read it when I was 17, 18. 
and learning about the chakras and the emotions and all you know all of that that was the book that kind of sort of opened me up um but later on it was more um john bradshaw mm -hmm. john bradshaw and alice miller like alice miller i absolutely am obsessed with her work um yeah those are and, and you know carl young and I'm a big fan of Carlos Castaneda as well, although that's more goes into more like shamanism. But through his books, I learned a lot in terms of dealing with um, narcissistic abuse, actually. And, and uh, I, I don't know, there was something about his books that I, I managed to read between the lines and take some of the tools and techniques. And it really helped me to set boundaries and, and help me in other ways as well. So here's a question for you. Are you telling me that the narcissistic character trait led you on a learning discovery that eventually yeah. led you to healthy boundaries? Yeah, 100%. Goodness for the narcissism, right? What happens and yeah. what happens and I need to think for a second. Um, what happens what happens I see is consistently people get a 60 question survey about are you a narcissistic person or is narcissism the reason that your life is fucked up? And I really chuckle because what they're doing is they're taking on so many different traits and they're labeling it under one umbrella. It's like the anxiety label, how they put PTSD and uh, complex trauma border. The, I think the latest handbag, the Gucci handbag these days is borderline personality disorder. Every, I see so many women who've just had children be a little bit cray cray because their hormonal balance and probably have 28 different personalities, like, hey, we get it, and then be diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Like, please. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying yeah. it's real. I'm not saying it's not real because it's appearing in their head, but go get me a bucket full of anxiety. Go and fill a bucket up with anxiety and bring it to me. Yeah, and I get it. Like, I think, like, the word now is really thrown around a lot, which I don't like, and I try to avoid uh, using it as much as I can. And to be fair, like there's healthy narcissism as well. Like, you know, as children, we go through a phase of narcissism and that's healthy. Overlaying what you love on others. That's the, that's the specific definition of narcissistic character trait. Right. And um, a different variation, but go and check out where narcissism, yeah. where the word narcissism comes from in etymology. Yeah, and um, from the mythology of yeah. narcissists, yeah. yeah. Well, you got it, boom, we're on the same page. But overlaying what you love on others, we all do it. Yeah, yeah, we do, actually. Can't believe you're a narcissist. What am I saying? What am I on the podcast? <laughs> Damn it. A good uh, one. I, I think, okay, so... One thing I've learned in this growth, I've lost many relationships. I'm fucking doing great. I've screwed every relationship up I've ever been in. <laughs> Who would have thought that I'm the common ingredient, right? But as you start to grow and learn and expand, and as you become more grey, like you mix the black and white together and you can see both sides, I found it hard to connect with people on a personal level and things like that because it's a different level of conversation, how are you yeah. finding your connections? Like you talked about escaping emotional abuse and things like that. Have you found it hard to, and you can say piss off Trent, that's personal. Have you found it yeah. hard to connect with um, people with potential relationships? If you have it, like, I don't even know, I didn't even ask, but I'm, I'm really, I love the topic of relationships. Yeah. So um, 
I did with women in particular, because obviously I was abused by my mother. So I struggled my whole life um, with relationship with women. And I actually got stuck in a pattern where I would attract older women that would pose as a friend and then they would turn out exactly like my mother. So I would be abused by, so I actually got caught into loops of repeating the same pattern for years. Like all the women, they would come as friends and within two years that relationship turned out to be a mess. So I went through this for many years before I actually woke up. Um, but once I really started to heal on a, on a deep emotional level, the second part of the healing was actually obviously needing to take action, right? Once I really trusted myself enough, I actually, I remember this one time when I was um, a few years back, I was, uh, I, I made a new friendship, a, a woman, and she was lovely. She was also into trauma and all that. But I, I would catch myself in my old patterns. And I really had to take action to go against what I would normally do, which is to withdraw from women, because women, in my mind, were dangerous. They abused me. They hurt me. And so... Uh, I had that same story. It. I had that same story in 2017, around my marriage. Really? Okay. Yeah, all women are bad. Yeah, that, that was my story. <laughs> my soul sister over here. <laughs> yeah, but I had to overcome my own. Um, once, once you do enough inner work and you trust yourself, you start to perceive. You can, you can point. You can, you, you'll start to perceive you know, people and, and start to spot patterns and, and, and then eventually you won't start, you won't attract those types of people anymore or it won't trigger you anymore. You'll just know where you stand. You know how to set boundaries. But the, I, I do remember consciously having to make an effort to come out of my shell to trust, you know, these women that were now, that I'm now attracting who were lovely. Like, why am I, I'm just repeating, you know, I was projecting something that was not there. So that was an interesting part of my healing journey as well. But with men, like I've always been, I've always had male friends. Um, I have a good relationship. Like I've always had a good relationship with my father until, until I cut my mother out. <laughs> That's a different story. But um, um, so I always had a good male friends. Um, and I've always had good relationship with men in general. So yeah, I've forgotten your question. <laughs> no, no, I just, I've, especially these days, I've really, it's taken a lot longer to, uh, connect at a different level as the, as you learn more, as you grow, as you understand patterns, emotions. Right, yeah. Because I, I have this really big character trait list, right? It's fucking long. It's long. <laughs> like my one of my best mates go, is that friggin' human even out there? <laughs> like they're based on, they're like, they're like, how are you not in a relationship right now? I'm like, dude, it's a fucking big list. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, and I show him. And this thing's like three pages long. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not settling for anything less than that freaking unicorn right now, I tell you, because um, yeah. I don't want to coach someone. I don't want to I don't want to solve anyone's problems in a personal relationship. I really I like I, I found it hard to connect with people on a on, with growth and things like that. So for me, I found it yeah. really hard in personal relationships to actually move forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, there's, and, and that's why I think we connect because I'm all for, like I'm constantly working on myself. I'm constantly doing inner work and, and, and I'm all for, this is what I'm obsessed with actually. I'm obsessed with inner work and spiritual growth. Maybe a little too much, some people say. Um, and because I'm constantly growing, um, you start to feel 
you know, the distance and, and you know, the disconnect, but that level that you're talking about, the depth of conversation and connection is not there. And I learned basically to meet people where they're at. Um, and then when you find that rare person who wants to like, you know, dive deep with you, you're like, yes. Um, yeah. but they are rare it's a long fucking list I can tell you um, it's, it's, no, it's all good and you know what the one thing I practiced because uh, I, I thought I was going to well I was engaged to um, Jess and uh, she introduced me to PD and changed my life and then we just grew apart um, and I'm an amazing human I wanted to be happy in fact I left the relationship I said to her look you're not serving you being with me on, on this direction you're on that direction just go what do you need to be happy and go and credit to her, she's doing what she wants to do and things like that. And I, I cheer her on. It's probably the um, most selfless I've ever been in relation to, uh, look, being with me is not really great for you, so bye-bye. Um, but also, too, I could see in the moment that that resistance, that block, that there was no flow. You, yeah. Like, when you get to this level, you just have to have the conversations, otherwise it sucks. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree. Yeah, and and then the one, and then you're just trying to drag that person along, and, and you can't do that. You're on you're on your own on this journey, <laughs> and people either come with you or you got to leave them behind. Yeah, um, you know what? And it's I did have a little bit of fear for the longest time that I, I didn't want to go through life and turn around and have no one on my bus. Um, like I didn't see my kids for the longest time. Um, and I really held on to that identity. I don't think alienation is even a thing. Over here, there's big calls for parental alienation and mothers and fathers keeping kids from their, the other parent and things like that. So alienation, they say, is a thing over here. And I just think everything's a choice. I also think that you are responsible for everything that happens in your life, no matter what it is. Now, I don't mean the most, like, if you got the shit kicked out of you for no reason, you're responsible for everything leading into it and then out of it correct yeah so I agree. Uh, yep and when you can really grasp that level like we have such a momentum like i don't know if you've been observing uh all the other stuff we're doing in the background we have such a momentum now i was saying to someone yesterday I'm like i can't even stop this bad boy we are downhill we are free flow we are in our lane and fucking we're off so, so um <laughs> it, it takes a lot of practice to get to that level though yeah, it does. And you got to want it, mm. you know, and, and most people don't want it. Nope. Which is sad. Don't. Most people are, are very comfortable in their uncomfortable comfort zone or they reach a certain level of awakening or spirituality or whatever, and they're comfortable there. They don't want to go deeper. Um, I really appreciate yeah. what people say to me, I go, you ready to grow? And they're like, nah. And I'm like, best thing you could have said to me today, let me know when you are. <laughs> Because I'll tell people, if you're here for help, I'm ready to give you help. If you're not ready for help, we don't need to talk anymore until you are ready for help. So that in itself can be confronting. But when you look at confrontation, it's two people finding truth. What people don't realize is that when they speak, they actually hear as well. Wow, okay. Well, aren't you taking in information? Yeah. Yeah. So when they're speaking... They, they're then hearing, they're then creating a perception based on the bullshit they're actually speaking and they're fucking anchoring it down and down and down. And I'm like, whoa, like this is fucking, we're triggered now. Let's go there, shall we? And I have a lot of fun with people, but uh, ultimately um, I have pushed people into panic attacks because they said I'm ready. And I go, you're ready? And then I can get really, uh, I can nail people 
uh, with a certain tonality, all of a sudden they're back in the childhood and the big bad man's all scary and fucking trans the worst. But I also have the skill set to bring people out of it. So, yeah. So um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun, Melanie. I think if you can hijack a plane and get over here now, we'd get you very busy. (laughs) Uh, But I think we're going to... I wish. Right, well, we've got got space. And um, you're going to bring a level of leadership in our organisation in relation to how you present alongside of Lisa... Um, she's an amazing leader in our in our organisation. Um, you're going to bring a, another level of um, growth to our, our company, but we're going to get on and talk, and we're going to um, do regular appearances and, and start to really introduce you to Australia. And I don't know if Dubai is ready for me. I don't. I don't think Dubai. I don't think so. <laughs> they might be too conservative for me. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe in a few years. That's all right. I'll just get loud and proud. Um, but uh, I just want to thank you for this conversation. We've got a few things that we can sort of expand on after I do a debrief of this podcast, and I'm going to come back at you with some other exciting... We might do specific emotions in a series, so we might talk about some of the big ones, anger, humiliation, rage, shame, all the stuff that builds up inside of people that they're really unaware of. What do you reckon? Yeah, that sounds good, actually. Awesome. Excellent. So um, give yourself a shameless plug. Give yourself, go on, plug it up. Like, tell everyone where uh, um, they You can follow me on my Facebook. It's Melanie with a Y dot Oliver. Um, you can check out my website. It's Melanie um, uh, hyphen Oliver dot com. Yep. And yeah, those, uh, or, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. That's where you found me? Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for another great conversation. Is that, all, is that all the socials? Your website? Yeah, I think that's it. My website, yeah, melanie-oliver.com. Beautiful. And you can go yeah, on- and I, I lost my Instagram, so I'm no longer on it. I haven't, um, I'm not on Instagram at the moment. So. You've got a decent following on Facebook. That's what, um, it's really good to see. And I know you love your essential oils and that sort of stuff as well. So, <laughs> It's good to see someone who is a product of their product. Well, anyway, team, um, that's it for today's show. If you are loving this show and you're not driving, give yourself a flex. If you are driving, go fuck yeah, share it, subscribe it, whatever you need to do. Got any comments, any feedback? We've got some great stuff coming up. July 17th, we've got a firewalk with uh, the amazing Kirk Ashley. Um, I'm about to release my series of events called the E-Project. That's super exciting. Um, we've got some other stuff. And I'm about to do a big launch in another area. I can't share it with you guys yet because it hasn't quite dropped. I'm excited. Anyway, team, thank you very much for tuning in. My name's Trent. I'm the founder of Team Resilience Academy. This is uh, the Evolution Hour. I'll see you on the next one.